0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics,
1: pandering politicos praise the president. Also, the V Team takes a look at children's and veterans' health care. And the Porch Creek Band of Indians want to make a deal with Alabama. Uh, you know, I just bet we should have turned left at Albuquerque, and then maybe a right turn at La Jolla. Hmm. Uh...
0: Mm. Well, we can't be too far off. So if we. Uh... It's mine, you understand? Mine! All mine! Get back in there! Down, down, down! Go, go, go! Mine, mine, mine!
1: <laughs> ah, the lures of easy riches. No deal. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues, so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today we're joined by Beth Clayton, attorney at law and Democratic strategist, Susan Britt, uh, associate editor of Alabama Politics, and Jack Campbell, radio host and Republican operative. Used to be I'm not very. You're not very operative. I'm very anymore. anymore. <laughs> not very much. Well, you you are a legend in the GOP ranks of Alabama and Texas, so you're good enough for me, Jack. Well, thank you, Bill. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, Beth, this week, uh, the Por- or last week, the Porch Creek Indian on Veterans Day uh, came out with a proposal that they claim will bring the state a billion dollars in the first year. Now, I like to go back to the fuzzy math. You remember fuzzy math? Oh, I do. So there's some fuzzy math in there, but again, the good thing is the Porch Creek have now told the people of Alabama what they expect from the people of Alabama. And while at least now we know where they stand, Beth, it seems like it's an awfully one-sided deal.
0: It is, and I just don't understand, other than the fact that Porch Creek has cash and the state needs some cash, I don't understand what they have as a bargaining chip here because we can do everything we need to do without them at the table, except for the fact that they own half our legislature is really what it comes down to.
1: I mean, Susan, basically what they're saying is they want a paper lottery. Mm -hmm. They also want to pay the state $225 million for the exclusive rights to gaming throughout the state, which means they would have a monopoly on gaming in Alabama. They said for that, they will open up two first-class casinos offering table games, you know, roulette, craps, blackjack, Vegas-style mm-hmm. games. Not only at those two facilities, but their existing uh, s- facilities they have now. And they would agree to pay the state, they think the state would earn off that, about $375 million off of that. Sounds like an awfully good deal for the Indians.
2: It does sound like an awfully good deal. Plus, uh, don't forget, they're offering to pay up to, remember those two words now, up to 25 percent tax. Now we all know that anybody who's been involved in the gaming issues here in Alabama knows that the federal government's probably going to come back and say, no, they can't pay 25 percent. But the interesting thing is the timing here. They've been talking about this for a long time, trying to come up with what the state needs, and they didn't really get their act together until Gerald Dial announced the Porch Creek Accountability Now Group. Uh, This came about, what, two weeks later that they came out with this proposal? It's, it's kind of interesting on the timing, but at least, hey, finally, we know exactly what they want. The, that's been a question for a while. Everybody's like, well, what do they want? Well, now we know what they want.
1: And, and Jack, one of the, what this group has done is they've shown to the people of Alabama, a lot of them, that the Ports Creek absolutely pay no taxes on their casino profits. And it's perfectly legal, but a lot of people don't think it's fair that they don't pay any taxes and they've, they've made billions of dollars and spent it outside of Alabama, and this has made people angry. I also contend that if, this, if Governor Kay Ivey and the legislature gives the Pors Creek Indians absolute right over all gaming in the state, that people are gonna be mad about that too because they don't want a monopoly. Well,
3: uh, apparently this will shut down operations in Greene County, Macon County, Lowndes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm not sure that that's fair. Because those people that built those facilities in those counties, a local vote was taken on electronic bingo. They were allowed to do it, and now you're going to shut down their hundreds of millions in investments? That's just not fair. And why should the Indians dictate whether or not we have a state lottery? It still has to be voted on by the people, and I, I suspect the people will pass it. If it's a secret well, ballot, and but, let's not
2: forget the people in uh, making Lowndes, and Grants. That's a lot Green. of jobs. That's a lot of jobs. Those one of the reasons those con- the constitutional amendments were put on there is because they're low income areas, and this wasn't an economic development. The other
1: thing that has happened mm-hmm. is that the and we only have about a minute and a half. The other thing that's happened is the paramutual tracks in Mobile and Birmingham have been offering this historic. Game, uh, historic horse race machines, which were approved as legal by Bill Pryor when he was attorney general. Their, 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 their bought and paid for senator, the Porch Creek's bought and paid for senator, came out and questioned that this week, Beth, and said he, he wasn't quite sure that those things, those paramutual games, were legal. And the only reason he's doing that is to muddy the water. But one of the reasons the Porch Creek are coming to the table is because Birmingham is now starting to get some real business.
0: Right, I mean, but we've got to settle this once and for all. As, as you can do this, can you not do this? What are we doing? It's got to be answered because it's not right that people are investing their money, investing their capital into these communities for Ports Creek to come in and just put their big bag of cash on the table and say, well, shut it down. We decided we don't like it anymore. Yeah. It's got to get resolved.
1: Well, and it should be resolved so that the Indians, listen, nobody's asking the Indians to get screwed here, Mm-mm. but no. the state of Alabama, should squeeze every dollar out of gambling it can get. I mean, because this is a vice, in my opinion. And if we're going to approve vices, we should have sin tax on
2: it. If we're
0: so, raising the tax on gas, we should be raising the tax on gas. Yeah, yeah, and you and know. If you open it up for
2: everybody without competition, you can get the same amount of money.
1: And I saw a lot of complaints on that. The governor kind of bypassed this and said it was really up to the legislature, but. She didn't say that raising the gas tax was up to the legislature, Jack. She led the charge on that. I think she ought to lead the charge on this and get it done. Save the state a bunch of of money. Probably more money than the gas tax. I would hope so. (laughs) By the time time all the insiders get their hands on it. Yeah. We're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back to talk about veterans and children in Alabama. Hey, I'm Jamie Johnson. When we reach the age of 18, voting becomes our civic duty. But what if it was our job? We wouldn't be so quick to call in sick or go back home if the lines were too long or just dismiss the idea altogether. Elections are also how we collectively write the song that tells our story and voting is our solitary voice. So register to vote and go get your government issued photo ID and add your voice to the song of Alabama.
2: What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus.
0: Go for it.
1: What are you doing today?
2: Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four in on collision. Cool, man.
1: Drive safe, Alabama. A
3: message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
1: Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, we did a story this week over at Alabama Political Reporter that found that some 13,000 Alabama veterans and their families live without health insurance. You know, a lot of people confused about what the military supplies, and these veterans happen to fall through the cracks. They don't have health insurance, neither do their families. And the reason I (coughs) thought this was an important story is because in Alabama, we show such respect for our veterans. We appreciate the service of our military. But yet, we have 13,000 and their families that don't don't have insurance.
2: Most people assume that if you had any sort of military service whatsoever, you automatically qualify for health benefits from the federal government. That's not true, Um, both of us being military uh, children of vets know that how the system works is you have to have X amount of years in the service or you have to have a certain percentage of disability to be able to qualify. So if you have, say, somebody who went and fought in Iraq for four years and came back uninjured, he's less likely to be able to be covered by the federal insurance program for veterans. So that's where the family's in between the cracks.
1: And Beth, this is something that, whether you like it or not, that might be covered if we took into advantage, we took advantage of expanding Medicaid under the Federal Affordable Care Act.
0: Right, expanding Medicaid is one surefire way to reduce a lot of these problems. And like, let's face it, we're coming off the heels of Veterans Day. This is simply shameful that so many people who put their lives on the line to protect us now can't get what they need when they come home. It's just, I don't have words for it. And especially since there is a solution, there's one is you know, piece of paper our governor can sign to fix this, and petty partisan politics is keeping it from happening.
1: Jack, and I want to skip on here, unless you had something you wanted to add Well, I wanted to
3: add that I'm not sure it's a state responsibility to ensure that veterans have insurance. I think it's a, probably a federal issue, and maybe the federal government should address this. Maybe the veterans ought to have a separate insurance program from everybody else who has insurance, so that w- whether they serve two years in non-war or five years in combat, they should be able to have insurance for themselves and their families. Well, and how- I agree. However, we get there, we need to get there. That's what yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. I if the state that.
2: has to step up for a little while until the federal government actually makes something. That's, well, and one that, thing that we, we need to.
1: A lot of these folks, and again, I'm, they, they will say, salute the veterans, they'll talk about the veterans, they want the veterans on their side. And then when it actually comes to doing things for veterans, That doesn't happen. We have firsthand experience. Well, I think it's gotten better.
3: Uh, I I know a veteran that was in Vietnam that now can go to a private doctor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not a VA doctor. That was my
0: point, is if we're looking at the federal government, let's not take a page out of the VA book. Let's take a page out of All Kids book because Alabama can do something better than the federal government. Well, that's absolutely
1: true. That's one of the things we want to talk about. All Kids, which is the insurance program for our children, has done a great job in the South. We are probably the leader and that in the South. However, we're going backwards, Susan. We are. In 2016, there were only, you know, there were about 32,000 children in our state that were not uninsured. Now there are 41,000 children in our state who are uninsured.
2: And this is a growing pain that we're having in Alabama, which in one one way is good and one way is bad. Because we're getting more jobs here in Alabama, uh, families are able to, 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 to go to work However, when they go to work, they fall. their children fall off the Medicaid rolls and fall into a, a gray area where the parents make enough money that they cannot get the Medicaid. However, they don't make enough money to buy the insurance. So these children are falling into a gray area and they're falling
0: off our rolls. Which would so, be fixed if we expanded Medicaid. Medicaid.
3: I've lost a pint of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding heart liberals. I, don't are, forget,
2: as a Republican, we'll make <coughs> we'll make money <coughs>
0: if we expand Medicaid. You made me swallow. Get, <laughs> get, get matching dollars back well, from the federal government. Don't forget that part. Not only that, but let's talk. What, is the number? Eleven rural hospitals have closed, and so this is not something that's just affecting people who are on the fringes <laughs> of our socioeconomic portfolio. These are people who. You know, if a hospital closes in our community, whether you have Blue Cross or Medicaid or no insurance at all, you're still affected by that because you have nowhere to go when you have a heart attack.
1: Well, I knew that Jack was going to go with the bleeding heart liberal. <laughs> I knew that was yeah. coming. And and I thought about this, Jack. I was thinking over the weekend when um, <clears throat> this this story first come to light, this next story where that, you know, our, 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 we have a terrible uh, Infant mortality rate mm-hmm. is one of the worst in the world. Worse than Cuba. Worse than Cuba. We also rank <clears throat> at third to the bottom on infant health and, and, and mama health.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and we live in a pro-life state. I mean, a million people in Alabama went out and voted this last election. So abortion. you're saying we, we recognize health for
3: the unborn, but once they're born, we don't give a damn. Is that what you're saying? That's
1: kind of what I'm getting at, well, Jack.
3: You know, you, know, you know, put it down where the goats a, can get this it. This
0: is I mean, a shock if, to women who have known this for years. If we're getting
2: <laughs> an, an, an F in, uh, from the March of Dimes, an F in uh, preterm birth rates. We're third in maternal and infant health care. Uh, we've got, you know, children rolling off the health care rolls by the thousands. That indicates to me that we're only really worried about whether they are Born. born or not. I mean, my it's thing. the numbers. It's not. It's just look at the numbers.
0: Facts, the fact that is there are places in Alabama where women have to drive two to three hours to get to an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. If you are pregnant and there's a complication, you have hours, maybe even minutes to get that address to save that child's life. And that's no matter of your socioeconomic situation. Right.
3: Get I want to know how many women in Alabama go to the hospital only to give birth, and they've done nothing prenatal. There's, I, I would like to know that, too. I'd like I to know that, because yeah. there's a hell of a lot of that going on. Yeah,
1: yeah, there are. The,
3: the first time a doctor sees a woman is when, you know, her water breaks. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, let's
0: clinics to ta- that women go to to get that care.
3: Well, we can't make people protect themselves. No, we but cannot. But we
0: can offer more
2: services to be able to cover well, those think who can.
3: I, and as far rural care, you're right, Beth. I think they ought to offer free scholarships to medical school to people who agree to serve in an underserved area. I love it. Give it for like three years. I love it. Go to Coosa County and
1: be a GP. And I think the thing here is all I think this whole thing says to us is that we can do better. I mean, if we do not take care of our children, our veterans. Or and mentally and our mentally ill. Exactly. Elderly, how can we call ourselves a great society? I mean, a, I mean a, not at Lyndon Johnson Here's, here's an idea though.
0: Maybe we take the money we spend defending the lawsuits on the abortion bills and use it to fund preterm. I'm not going up. there. All <laughs> right, you're watching The V, the
1: voice <laughs> of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with a little look at the Senate race.
2: The Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production, to alternative fuels, to solar power and beyond.
0: What are you doing today, babe?
2: I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing.
3: Of course, none of us will be wearing our seatbelts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. OK. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Hello. I'm William Wyatt Bibb, the first governor of Alabama. On December 14, 1819, Alabama became the 22nd state to enter the Union. This year, we celebrate 200 years of statehood. There is no better way to commemorate our 200th anniversary than by registering to vote and securing your government-issued photo ID. Together, let's make a difference for Alabama.
0: A lot can change in five years. Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, Because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long term. Now time is on your side.
1: Back to the the voice of Alabama politics. I don't know, did did Charlie and just kill Jonathan in the control room? Uh, like,
2: like yeah. <laughs> <There's
1: coughs>
0: definitely some things and hap- bangs back you there. You get a
1: liberal and a conservative cooped up in a booth. You know? <laughs> and then I,
0: I say it. the mean A word and everybody gets <laughs> all upset. <laughs> <laughs> and then we start talking about killing geese. <laughs> I,
1: well, there you go. Well, you gotta cook the gooses and gander. I guess somebody. it's
2: getting too close to Christmas, what, right? Uh
1: Susan I, and this is just and uh, maybe it's a better question for Jack. It is <laughs> but you know when Jeff Sessions came out and announced on <laughs> on uh, uh, th- announced his bid for Senate, I have never seen a grown man grovel except for his wife who had more money than he did. I mean, Jeff Sessions, who used to be an icon of Alabama politics, just grovelled to President Trump on national television. He's done it. Consistently, I mean, he said, "I didn't write a tell-all book. I didn't say anything bad about the president." Look, my lips are p- perfectly positioned to kiss the president's backside from here on. I mean, have we ever had such pandering like this? How long is this question? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying.
3: No, have we ever had All right, listen, pandering? There are a lot of people who ran in, in 1980 and. Uh, 84 all over the country who played support to Ronald Reagan. Right. But let me tell you something. I think, and, and nobody's going to agree with me, Trump is so well-liked in the South. People want to know when they're electing you to the Senate, where are you on Donald Trump? Because they don't want another Jeff Sessions going back to the Senate. Now, I'm going to tell you, my radio show, when Sessions announced on Tucker Carlson um, the week before last, we had a flood of calls on Monday. So I'm not supporting him. Only one woman called our show and said she's sticking with Sessions. He's going to have a tough time. People in why Tupperville in his ads has those clips of yeah. all these newscasters saying uh, Sessions is out. Uh, it's because it's effective. That's what
1: yeah. people want to know, and that's why it's being done. Do you think that? And I guess that's it because I mean when when Bradley Byrne appeared with the president at the Alabama ASU game, I uh, thought Alabama LSU. LSU game, all of them, both uh, you know, oh, Alabama okay. LSU, or as uh, what LS and uh, I mean, I thought he was going to break his arms or have a coronary. He was cheering so hard, and I mean, I get that people love the president and the South, but I've just never seen such. I don't
3: know. Well, what you're saying is they're bereft of ideas and issues, and their one Thank idea, you. and their one issue is I'm for Trump. Right.
2: I want to hear what you're going to do for Alabama specifically. Okay, you're for Trump. That's great. That's fine. I, I'm all good with that. But now, me, tell me what you're going to do. What are your well, ideas for what you're is, going to do for Alabama? I, I understand that Trump all or this or that, the other.
1: Trump's going to win the South, but that doesn't mean he wins re-election, Beth. Which Thank means that we're sending somebody up there who has only one idea: support Trump.
0: Yeah, I mean, polls as early as this week showed that we could actually or that the Republicans could lose Georgia. That's how this is getting really serious for them. And so, yeah, I want to know what you're going to do to help Mobile Bay bring commerce into our state. I want to know what you're going to do to help protect Mm -hmm. Huntsville and the federal dollars that go there. I mean, this is about more than just saying I'll fall in line because so much of the day to day operations of the government don't get done in a tweet. And so I just, I mean, it's obvious Doug Jones has the charisma to do this, and so the Republican field to me is just like, fine, y'all fight it out. We'll see who we're going to beat in November. But I don't understand why nobody is at the table saying, let's at least talk about the issues, even if it is the same tin-canned talking points they always Well, use. I mean,
1: look, I don't know Tommy Tuberville. I, I, you know, the pandering doesn't... He's come a long way, I'll tell you that, that doesn't do much for me. Bradley Byrne is infinitely qualified, so is John Merrill, in my opinion. But they don't seem to get much traction. Now, the president came out after Sessions announced, I think, and he he hasn't said anything, but he said he thought that Coach Tommy was doing real good down here, which indicates to me that if we had another Coach Tommy in the state, it might, you know, I, I guess he meant Tommy Tuberville.
3: But I imagine uh, he meant Tommy Tuberville. Uh, but well, <coughs> let me just say this. Jeff Sessions is not sitting in the box with Bradley Byrne
1: at the Alabama-LSU no, game. No, no. And, and look, Bradley has, has, has bent over backwards to uh, support Trump. He's voted with him 97% of the time. He did. Uh, but again, I want to hear a candidate that can articulate more than, I love Trump better than this guy.
0: Well, I think that's also why we're not seeing John Merrill make the headlines that he probably should be making, is because John Merrill's not going around spouting off talking points. John Merrill actually understands kind of what it takes to run a government, and he's talking about the nuts and bolts, and that doesn't grab the attention mm-hmm. of people right now. I think now. you're right about that. I do.
1: You know, another interesting thing that's come up is that we we uh, K, Governor K. Ivey, and we don't have a gra- graphic for this, but uh, appointed uh, General. Uh, Kroll. Eddie, Eddie Kroll, yeah. Eddie Kroll to be the probate judge of Montgomery County after the probate judge right. uh was elevated to the mayor's race, I mean to the to mayor's office, and that's Stephen Reed, Stephen Reed, the first black mayor of Montgomery in the history of the city. But and and General Kroll is a great guy. I think the world of him and his wife. He was appointed, Jack, and then I found out a day afterwards he wasn't
3: qualified. I, I asked this <clears throat> on my radio show last week when I heard Ed Kroll had interviewed for the job. I said, now, Ed Kroll is over 70. A judge cannot be elected after their 70th birthday, uh, but can a person be appointed? And now we find out, no, they can't. Okay. Right. Who in the hell on the governor's staff <laughs> didn't know that when they interviewed him and after they appointed him? Well- Looks like they're just a Brad bunch Taylor of Keystone okay. damn the, the, cops. the same
2: people that didn't vet the registrar that had all the voting fraud counts.
3: Well, I mean, act like a governor if you're going to be the governor. Well, and I, here's the problem. I don't, uh, it, it's the Harry, Tell us
0: how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm upset
1: about it. I mean, it's just stupidity. You vet people, you appoint. Yeah. They have an appointment secretary. Right. Th- there's a actual job.
0: I just like watching Jack get all hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care who the probate judge is. I it, he's gonna, it, move gonna Greg have, Griffin out of the way. Put him a, a, up for a, all I 24
1: care. hour deodorant I'm having. Oh well. <laughs> well, Kay Ivey's doing a great job, but her staff has let her down more than more once. More than once. She needs to do something about that. She's got
2: that. some of those need to get I way. wanted
3: to
1: talk about Cam Ward running against Greg. <laughs> oh well, we oh, ran out of time. That. We ran I'm out of time. All right, you've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.